Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted and Robust Podcast. My name is Ozioma Anyoji. This is the show that informs, educates, and inspires you to cultivate the skills you need to achieve success. All right, so in today's episode, we want to look at building effective time management and productivity skills. Well, in our fast-paced world where time is a precious resource, mastering these skills is crucial for success. Whether you're a student, you're a professional, or an entrepreneur, learning how to manage your time efficiently can make a significant difference in your life. This is why we're having this conversation today. Okay. So joining me is Praise Eromosele. She's a singer, songwriter, and public speaker. She holds a master's degree in chemical engineering, and she's passionate about human psychology. She's also the host of the Praise Ero podcast, where she shares valuable insights and practical tips on living an effective and meaningful life. Through her personal story and experiences, she aims to empower her listeners to improve the quality of their lives. It's a diverse background in music and engineering and an interest in human psychology. Praise combines her expertise to deliver engaging and transformative content. Yes, Praise is with me on the show today and it's going to be an amazing, amazing session. I am super excited to have her. Welcome on the show, Praise. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Ozzy. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. I am glad to have you. All right. So, <laughs> where did the where did the connection happen? Songwriter, podcaster, engineer, and what else? Public speaker. My God, then an interest in psychology. How did the combination get started in your your life? Right. Um, I think when people hear all these things, they kind of assume that all of these things are happening at once. I mean, you just immediately pick up for an interest in all these things at once. But that's almost never the case. So let's start off with when I was younger. Um, my dad used to sing all the time at home. Um. And I, I sang in church for a very long time. And... Yeah, I would say that's where the interest in music came from. But I, I wasn't really a, a singer or anything. In fact, I didn't really have a nice voice. It was when I left home. So when I was 17, I left home to go to my bachelor's in Russia. And there, when I was singing in the choir, I, I think more responsibility came my way. And that just made me have to step up my game, mm. learn a little bit more about music. I also had a great community of people who were interested in music and singing. Okay. And then... I started writing songs. So I think I wrote my first full song in 2017 or so and uh, released my first song in probably 2018 or 2019. Wow. I, I would say that's where the, the interest came if you talk about singing, songwriting. So I've always had, I've always been around music. I learned to wow. play the guitar. I played a little bit of the piano as well. Wow. Then when it comes to engineering, so I, I was in science class and I liked math. I liked chemistry. So I thought, okay, you know, doing chemical engineering wouldn't be a bad uh -huh. idea so when i had to pick my major i picked chemical engineering when i was done in in russia i, I went to saudi arabia for my masters 
and did my master's at a fully at a research intensive university there and it was it was nice just you know focusing on on research and when it comes to public speaking i've been you know i've been in positions where i had to talk on different topics and people people are like oh you're a good speaker yeah. and i think that stems from the fact that when i was younger i used to teach okay. in church so i used to teach the kids and then i used to have these i i was pushed to the forefront of a lot of activities so i guess i acted as a sort of training ground and mm. whenever i would find myself in a situation where i had to talk or speak those qualities just you know came forward and i did the same thing at different conferences when i was in the university i often went to speak there and yeah so these different things they didn't just you know come up in one day yeah. but it's been a <laughs> process and yeah. you pick up what what i would say is I, what i would say i can point out is that when i have an interest in something i try to pursue it a little bit like it, you don't i don't try to limit myself because I'm like, okay, I'm never going to do this thing to full mastery. Like someone can say, okay, I like psychology, but I'm never going to take a degree in psychology. So what's the um, point? But yeah. for me, I'll be like, okay, maybe I should read a few books. And, uh -huh. you know, that knowledge is useful. It's not wasted. You don't need to get a degree True. before you apply knowledge. So that that's what I would point out. Mm, okay. <laughs> my curious mind had to ask that question. <laughs> well, well, that's my welcome on the show. I'm really glad to have you. Okay, yeah, so let's you. let's get into the business of the day. So, time management and productivity skills. Like, how do we? Where do we even start from, really? <laughs> but then, what what would you say is productivity? If, if you were to define the term productivity, what would you say is productivity? Okay, defining productivity is quite. Um, I don't want to use the word complex. It's not. It's not exactly complex. I'll just say it differs from person to person. So there's an overarching definition of productivity. So that's the effectiveness of of work, or you know, the effectiveness of producing something, and measured by something else. So the amount of output you get when you put in a certain input. Now, for most people, when you say productivity, what you, what the measures they are imme immediately using are work and time so the amount of work i can get done when i put in a certain amount of time yeah. but you know i personally define productivity by the amount of value you're able to generate over time or the amount of value you're able to generate through your life because people usually just you know imagine productivity in terms of okay i'm gonna work for this amount of time and i need to get so many things done within that short time frame uh -huh. but at the end of the day if after all that work you're not producing things that are valuable to you because in reality when you're spending time you are spending your life and people forget that very mm -hmm. often you're spending your life and you're going to look back at the end of your days and think what did i spend my life doing and each thing you do today is going to compound to form your life story so that's how i like to look at productivity how much value i produced over the course of my life mm -hmm. so it's really not about just getting tax done it's about the yeah. quality of what you're doing, not necessarily the quantity of what you were able to do. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really like buying your school of thought, really. I like that. But then the thing is, in our daily lives, um, I mean, especially this period where technology has probably taken over, that's virtually, if I were even going into the AI world now. So how integral do you think technology is playing in our lives? And then how do you think we can use utilize that to enhance um, productivity. Of course, not necessarily looking at the number of works we get done, 
saying that this thing we are doing is valuable to us now, right? So, but then how do we use technology to help drive that? How do we leverage this modern technology right now to drive productivity? Okay. Well, I would say it all depends on what exactly you are doing and what you're working on. I know that in recent times, people have gone really crazy about AI and all of that. Mm -hmm truth is ai has been around for a really long time but you know the popularity of chat gpt in recent months as coupled with you know the advent of um image generating technology yeah. you know generative yeah. ai i use i use that a lot i love mid journey i use it for a lot of things that i do mm-hmm. i don't use dali which is you know kind of like the other the partner of mid journey uh-huh. maybe a better version but um i i like all these things i use chat gpt very frequently but I think sometimes people miss the point. I might be wrong, but my own perspective on it is humans for as long as we can remember and for as long as history has recorded have been trying to improve the quality of their lives. They've been trying yeah. to make their tasks easier. So it's not like technology just appeared in the last couple of years and suddenly mm-hmm. we all have to leverage technology. We've been leveraging technology for as long as we've been around <laughs> yeah right so the, the the question people should be asking themselves is okay with the with the current tools we have available how can i improve the particular task that i'm doing yeah so if you just want to go after technology in general trust me there are so many tools out there it gets crazy you know i watch updates on the latest ai tools coming out the like, latest tools in this field and that field <laughs> you can't keep so up you cannot day. keep up you are going to go crazy exactly, exactly. so yeah. it's very important to focus first on what you want to do okay i want to produce music for example and uh, i don't want to have to go to a producer all the time i want to learn how to produce music by myself and do this oh. in this way and that way what are the tools available for that particular thing and then you start doing your research you find something you try a few things and you find one thing or two things that work for you and you see something for making videos you want to you know generate pictures and you you don't want to get an illustrator every time and then you find things like mid-journey dali and you start using those things so i would say instead of focusing on the broad um, technology in general focus on what you want to do and Mm -hmm. then research on the tools that are available in in that area so if you were to ask me for a list of tools i could give you an endless list of tools but that might not work for everybody and it might just leave a person confused Mm -hmm. so and it still boils down to the first question about productivity because it's not it's not now about the tools you're using it's about what that tool in particular is going to help you achieve so everybody's talking about um like you just mentioned me johnny everybody's talking about chat gpt and all if you haven't figured out what chat gpt would do for you then you will just be lost in the bubble of everything so that's actually very very true and very important right so but then let's let's look at time management in general really the importance of setting goals when it comes to time management right because we've established the fact that productivity has to do with value not just uh, quantity, but the quality of work done. So what is the importance of setting goals when it comes to achieving productivity? What's the importance of setting of goal setting, right? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a few points on that. So first, why people set goals? Goals give you a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a lot of people that are of the school of thought that setting goals makes you limit yourself like... They make you rigid and inflexible. Yeah. But people forget something. You don't 
goals don't control you the goals are set for you like you you're the one who sets the goals it's not like the goals set themselves and so at any point in time if those goals change or you feel that something is more important you can't change the goals it's not like um once you write it in ink then you can't ever change it or delete (laughs) it it's not like that you set the goals and these goals just give you a direction on where you want to go you Mm -hmm. want to write something down it helps to give clarity if you're just sitting and thinking okay yeah you know i would like to be this kind of person it would be really nice if i could achieve all these cool things but you never sit to really think about it and write it down you're not going to be able to account for how you're spending your time how you're spending your days and if you're actually getting closer to that goal that you set for yourself so when people are setting goals that's why you know we have things like the smart framework where you set specific measurable goals because you want to be able to achieve them within a certain time you want to know if these goals are realistic all these things all these things are not just because someone decided to come up with some framework that everyone's going to use it's because if you don't have a direction then you're not going to know if you're moving or not so i just want to reiterate that yeah setting goals is important but even though it's important the goals you set can be changed along the way and when it comes to setting goals you need, it's not just about saying, okay, I want to achieve this task by so-and-so time. I, and I think that's why a lot of people get discouraged from goal setting. It's because they don't give the goal itself a place in the entire framework of their lives. For example, um, if I want to set a goal about my work, if I want to set goals of things I want to achieve at work, and I don't just f- fill it up with some random tasks that, yeah, I need to get all these tasks done. I need to ask myself, what kind of work do I want to have? What kind of work life do I want to have? And huh? what can I do? How am I going to model my life such that I get that kind of life that I want? How, what kind of goals do I want for my family? Where do I want my family to be in five years? Where do I want my help to be in five years? All these things. And when you have told yourself exactly why you want to achieve these things, then you are able to set goals that you actually want to stick to. Because uh-huh. if you just set random goals, you feel no commitment towards them because they are just random tasks on paper and that doesn't help you get anywhere. So that's my that's my view on goal setting and why it's important. Wow. I love this. I love this. I mean, this is actually the only motivation that you need when setting goals. Because if <laughs> you want to have a productive life, you want to have a happy family, and you know that getting home, for instance, at 6 p.m. helps you achieve that, then you set a goal that gives you that, okay, I must finish my work by 4 p.m. Yeah whatever the, the point or whatever the work is so I can get home by six and enjoy an amazing time with my family. So when yeah. you're working and working and getting work done and it's four, you're going home, there's this excitement that you feel because there is something you're looking forward to. I've never really thought about it this way, but this is amazing. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So, but then there is a, there's a place where people really get um, stuck and that is, the, the balance between being productive and avoiding burnout. Because sincerely, especially if you stay in our, our world, in this country where it feels like every day there is something that is trying to choke you to death. <laughs> and then you still have to maintain productivity in work, in your workplace and in all that you do. What do you think people need to do to create a balance between being remaining productive and not burn out. Um, so I'm going to give my opinion on this, but I have to say it's limited depending on where you are. 
for example, I can give an opinion that might work in Nigeria, but might not work in China mm. or might not work in Japan, where there's already an established understanding of what work is. And it's like, if you don't meet up with this, then you, you might as well forget about your job. So in such environments, it's, it's more difficult. But in my opinion, the reason why such environments can be formed is because people ignore the part that I'm about to say now. Mm -hmm. So working on trying to find the balance between productivity and burnout, it still goes back to defining the kind of life that you want. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people just let life happen to them. Most people actually. So when you get to the workplace for the first time, you see that there's a way people do things. And then your boss is like, uh, I need this and this and this ready by so and so time. And in a bit to not appear like the one who cannot keep up, yeah. or the one who can't do things you just say uh okay i'll do it mm -hmm. you just say yes you say yes now you keep saying yes but what people don't realize is for as long as you just keep saying yes the tasks are never going to get less your boss isn't going to wake up one magical morning and decide that oh i think i've been putting too many tasks on this dude so i'm gonna reduce the workload yeah. that's never going to happen you're the one who define for yourself what your limits are and you're the one who has to say okay um i'm sorry can we have a conversation about this mm -hmm. my work hours are from this time to this time and i spend an average of this amount of time on this on this particular sort of task so if you give me five tasks of this nature this is the earliest time within which i can deliver it within my work hours and mm -hmm. this is a conversation that needs to be had and especially in more conservative cultures where you know there's so much emphasis on respect to superiors people don't bring up these kinds of conversations so what you have is many people just being almost nearly abused in the workplace because yeah. they're not able to air their grievances and they just put up with everything and in fact when someone tries to even raise an opposition it's fellow workers that look at the person as someone who's lazy so mm -hmm. because you finally managed to say the thing that they cannot say they <laughs> they air their own grievances by looking at you as someone who is lazy and doesn't yeah. want to work but the truth is you can't base your life on what people think in a place that does not value but you have to take these things seriously and there are people who have put in the effort and decided i want a job that actually values my my time yeah. and you know that's not going to abuse me and when if more people actually started talking about these things at work then work um, employers become more conscious about it that okay you know <laughs> if i put too much workload on this person they're gonna complain oh, and yeah. that's just the norm <laughs> yeah yeah that's... so i would i would just say if, if you want to if you want to fight burnout then you have to take control of your life and define what you can do don't overestimate yourself you're not you're not the strongest person in the world don't think that you're the one who can do all tasks uh -huh. be honest with yourself about what you can do and be honest honest with yourself if your family is telling you that you are you are shriveling up and you're not taking care of yourself take it very seriously they're not lying to you yeah right so um that's that's my that's my take on that hmm. i mean we are in charge of our lives um i heard someone say we are the ceos of our lives <laughs> we are in charge here mm -hmm. so whatever we allow it um stays and whatever we don't allow i mean doesn't stay right so we are really in charge mm -hmm. of life and it, it also is not just about personal life it's also about professional life so that's actually very important but then what's what's your take on 
prioritizing task you know so there's this chart that we always write conversants is it urgent is it this <laughs> is it important is it that but then i want to get your view on because a lot of people find it very challenging to prioritize their task you know but then so i want to get your view on first of all the importance of prioritizing tasks and then how does that help us in achieving productivity because everything just gets to us helping us achieve productivity right so what's your view on prioritizing tasks mm-hmm. okay you already kind of of said it similar to what i do you know determining what is urgent what is important and all of those things but also i think what's important for prioritizing task is a structure so mm-hmm. even if you have an ordered list of saying uh, this this task is important how do you know how much time to give to it when to stop those things so for me i think each person should try to have a structure around their life it's not easy i mean i still struggle with it but yeah. knowing that you know when i when i wake up it's important for me to do this mm-hmm. and okay so maybe before you even get to the structure aspect you, you need to you know ask yourself again <laughs> what you want out of life because even when you talk about things that are urgent a lot of things can seem urgent all the time like someone calls you up by so and so time and it's like i need you to do this for me i really need yeah. you to do this it appears urgent like it has the appearance of urgency so how do you mm-hmm. determine whether or not to act on that now or to keep it aside yeah and i think <laughs> it's by first asking yourself what are the things that are most relevant to you yeah cuz especially for people who just you know agree to things easily they don't want to offend anyone and they just want to help people higher appearance of urgency than your yeah. business mm-hmm. and it's not because their business is actually urgent but because you know you feel like okay i can handle mine later i'll just put it aside so i can do with what you know i can help other people out and if you work if you prioritize in such a way then you're going to find yourself in trouble like not nothing that concerns you will ever get done on time mm-hmm. so i think it's first you go back to the goal setting once you've set goals and you've told yourself okay this is what i want out of life this is what i want for my family then you know that th- there's a certain list of things that you have to do all of that now now that a family comes before work if something happens at home you know that okay i need to tell my boss or i need to uh, if you're self employed i need to put all this work aside i cuz family comes before work so yeah. that pre that preset understanding it just you automatically rank order things in a certain way because you have that understanding so i think that's the number one thing first define for yourself what each thing what position each thing takes in your life and once you're done with that you set a structure so you know that when i wake up these are the things i do in order to meet the certain goal and mm. that, but the thing is most people don't like um having habits they're like okay it makes you too rigid but actually habits are some of the best things you can do to yourself because they give order to your life oh, they give real order to your life and if at some point there's a need to change that you're still in control of your life and you can change it but when you don't have any habit you wake up whenever you want you do whatever you want whenever you want much even though it looks like yeah you spend a lot of time working because you work on this task and you jump to this one then you jump to that one all of them seemingly important but because you haven't placed them at specific points of your day then you mm-hmm. you waste a lot of time so um i hope that kind of answers the question that's my view on it yeah and that would lead me to how do you manage distractions because <laughs> we live in a world where especially now that you know we are in this connected world with the, the digital space and 
just a little visit to social media you're lost <laughs> and all of that how do you manage distractions are there times personally now are there times when you've been caught up in in these distractions and how were you able to navigate that and what kind of things will you say okay this is what helps me this is what i think you can do and this is what i think when it comes to managing distractions this is how to go about it right um okay um definitely i've been caught up in the swirl of distractions it happens every now and then and what i would say first is that it takes a lot of intentionality so the fact that you went for some time without getting distracted doesn't mean that you're not going to get distracted again later yeah. right it's it comes with a lot of intentionality and putting systems around your life um you know like what i mentioned before knowing that okay when i wake up this is what i do and and like you just flow naturally into a, set, a certain set of tasks mm-hmm. But then there's something else that happens that makes people easily get distracted and that's the fear of missing out so uh-huh. okay you know i need to check this thing now then i should just probably tell you now you are definitely missing out because there is so much happening in in, in the world every day that you are never going to hear of yeah and the thing with social media is that it has made the world a global village where everyone expects to know what's going on all the time you know for centuries for not just centuries for millennia we lived in sort of semi isolation so the people on this continent didn't know what was happening on yeah. that continent mm-hmm. and everyone just lived their own lives without a care in the world some people even lived in a village their entire lives without knowing what was happening in the neighboring village yeah and nothing happened to them mm-hmm. but now it, it kind of looks like if you are unaware of what's happening in every part of the world then you're missing out on something and so you just always want to follow up 3.7 million videos uploaded to YouTube every single day. Mm-hmm. 3.7 million. How many can people? you watch? <laughs> and on Instagram, people? there are like 1.3 billion photos uploaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't you can't keep up with these things. It's yeah. it's impossible. So you know, know this and know peace that you are definitely missing out. And <laughs> yeah. it's best to focus on the things in your life that are giving you value. Mm. It's, a, it's a state of consciousness actually it's, it's something you have to remind yourself of continually and you think okay it should just come automatically there are the naturally focused people and then there are the naturally distracted ones it doesn't happen like that i've had moments in my life where i prioritized the things that gave me value and i saw that i was just distracted then i had moments in my life where i was focused on you know what's happening out there i want to know this i want to know that and i couldn't so i would just say if you focus on your routines and keep those systems around you it's going to minimize distractions i don't know if it's not going to completely eliminate them that's something yeah. you have to work on continually and practice maybe i i don't I, this is a work in progress and i'm still learning on this uh-huh. so i don't have the best tips uh, and, and advice for this particular topic but that's just what i've done for myself so far hmm. i like the fact that you mentioned that it's a work in progress because I don't think anyone has ever come to that point where they say I can never be distracted like I've I've grown distraction I am distractions I am <laughs> I am immune to distractions but then I think there are some people that have been able to <laughs> work at it so much that they can minimize how much distractions get to their productive lives so it's actually a work in progress you keep working at it today you catch yourself mm-hmm. doing something you shouldn't be doing at this particular time and you quickly get back to you know doing the right thing so it's indeed a work in progress so we all keep working at it i mean that's what personal development is you keep working at it keep getting better you keep improving you keep learning it's actually a journey until we finally get there who knows when <laughs> but then 
we keep going we keep pushing amazing okay finally mm-hmm. what do you have to say to my listeners your bio says you you deliver engaging and transformative content we have experienced that already right but then you also you're all about you talks about empowering people right <laughs> empowering people and you you're passionate about the quality of life so my audience are young people getting into their productive years so what do you have to say to us before we let you go if you don't say something to us we will not let you go today it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of summarize everything i know that different things happen in life that we are not in control of but there's still a lot a lot a whole lot that you are in control of mm-hmm. and you can define for yourself the kind of life that you want and i don't say this very likely because i've met people who are very well established you know <laughs> after living in different places i've met different kinds of people from different parts of the world yeah. and one thing i saw which was very sad is that way too many people are afraid to reach for the kind of life they want even mm-hmm. when they have the resources available maybe we'll just take a little bit of changing your direction changing yeah. your program trying for a different job in a different field or they're just too scared like people try to stick with the norm mm-hmm. and what is popular and what is accepted and on the kind of life they actually want so they lie to themselves that okay I'm fine as long as I have this sort of stable job yeah, yeah I mean I don't have any issues and meanwhile there's a lot more that you want out of you know finding a life of meaning is more important than finding a life of stability true because when you are at the end of your life you're not going to be thinking about okay yeah i was stable for such a long time you're going to be thinking oh i wish i had taken that risk i mean what would it have cost me what's the worst mm-hmm. that would have happened yeah. and even if it's difficult for some time it's best to strive towards what you actually want out of life then lie to yourself for many years and then you get to the later part of your life and ask yourself why didn't i take that chance why didn't oh, i try this out what's the worst yeah. that could have happened mm-hmm. so yeah i wish you guys all the best and that's my take Thank you. We love your take. <laughs> Thank you so much, Grace. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing with us. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. All right, people. So this is what we call it a day. It's been an amazing session. I told you guys it will be amazing with Grace. <laughs> I told you and we had a beautiful session and it's where we call it a day. This has been Richard and Robert's podcast. My name is Ozioma Anyoji. All right guys, I will talk to you soon. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rooted and Robust Podcast and on Instagram at Rooted and Robust. Take care of yourself. Have an amazing week. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye.